Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. So watch yourself. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day, each time turns again and asks for forgiveness, you must forgive. Again, we must forgive. I don't care if they, they did it seven times, 20 times. I don't care if they did it 20 years ago, if they did it five years ago, if they did it last night. God keeps, God, His Word keeps telling us to keep forgiving. So God, why do you want us to keep on forgiving? They keep doing it. It keeps us free. It keeps our heart pure. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Kingdom Rock Network. My name is Shekana Elder, and we are back again with another lesson. Now, as you know, we, were, we have been in a series called Shake the Shackles Off. We have went through part one, part two, and today we are going to reach our final destination, part three. So, as we know, the goal of this series is for you to realize how critical it is for one to let go forgive and heal. The longer you hold on, the longer you hold yourself hostage. It's time to set yourself free. Amen. And of course, our theme scripture for this series is Proverbs 4 and 23. And it reads, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. All right, so let's go ahead and get right into it. So let's start from the very beginning. So we talked about unforgiveness, holding on to things, how it hurts you, how it affects you. Talk about unforgiveness, but right now, in the last season, in this last session, we're going to talk about, so what is forgiveness? We heard about unforgiveness, but what is forgiveness? So let's start there. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness is the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Let me say it one more time. Forgiveness is the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Now, I want you to understand two words in this, in this definition, action and process. Forgiveness is not an easy thing. Let's just be honest. Sometimes it's, it's not easy to say, oh, yeah, I forgive you after people have really, really hurt you. But as we see, it says action and process, meaning I have to be willing to work and wait because it takes time. It takes time. The damage that was caused when they hurt you, the damage that was caused when they bullied you, the damage that they caused when they persecuted you, when they offended you, when they touched you without your permission, when they violated you, all that damage that was caused, it tore you. It ripped you. And now you have to get reconstructed. So you were ripped and tear to pieces, and now you must get reconstructed physically, mentally, emotionally, and physically, amen, and spiritually. It's going to take time. So let me just give you a brief example here in the natural. I want you to think about a woman that has hair, straight hair. She has that straight hair, and it's in a straight state. Now, she decides to braid her hair. When you braid hair, you're entwining it together with two pieces, two or more pieces. You're braiding the hair together, you're plaiting that hair together, and that hair is becoming all jointed together. It's entangled. Amen? So, when it's time for her to take that hair down, let's say it's been, it's been braided for three weeks, but she takes that hair out. When she unbraids that hair, guess what? 
It's not in the same state that it was when it was straight, before she braided it and entwined it together. That's how it is when you have unforgiveness, when things, hurt, when things happen to you in your life. People have hurt you, they have stabbed you, they have caused things to you. And so just like that hair, it was once in a straight, straight state. Now, when you un unravel it from being entwined together for so long, it's all crinkly, it's curly, it has waves in it. It's not the same state that it was from the beginning. So now that hair, in order to get it back clean again, you got to wash your hair, you got to shampoo the hair, you got to condition the hair, you got to moisturize the hair, and get it back to that state that you want it to be in. That's how it is. It's going to take time. Somebody say it's going to take time. All right, so let's go ahead and get right into it. The first scripture I want to cover tonight is Colossians 3 and 13. It reads from the New King James Version. And it reads, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Now let's break the scripture down. In the very beginning, it says bear with, with, with one another. The word bear, it means the level to which something bad can be tolerated. Yes, they hurt you. Yes, you hurt them. Yes, it ripped you. Yes, it caused some scars. Yes, they tore you. Yes, they hurt your feelings and you hurt their feelings. But the word of God tells us he's so good. It says bear. Bear with them. I understand I hurt you. I understand I hurt you. But God is saying we got to bear with each other. And we're going to get through this together. Amen. And also continuing, it says, and forgive one another. We have to forgive. Why? Because God said we must. At the very end, it says must do. It didn't say maybe you should or yeah, only if you want to. It says must do. And the word must is a commandment. So God tells us to forgive. He said it, so we must do it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So God, help us to be forgiving. Help us to forgive. Thank you, Lord. And I want you to understand that sometimes, although you may tell a person, hey, I, I, I apologize, they may not always accept your apology. You can't control them, but what you can't control is yourself. With forgiveness, like we've been saying all, all, all this, this uh, excuse me, all this session we've been saying with forgiveness, forgiveness is for me. It's for me. So you, even if you may say, sorry, I knew I was wrong, I apologize, everybody may not accept it. They may have an attitude for the next two weeks, the next three years. But as long as you did your part, you must do your part. Amen. Forgiveness is for me. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so let's go ahead and get right into it. Another scripture I want to cover tonight. Is James 5 and 16. So the question is now, why do I have to forgive? We discussed what is forgiveness. Now I want to talk about why do I have to forgive? James 5 and 16, reading from the Amplified Version, and it reads, Therefore, confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offense, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, a believer, can accomplish much. When we put into action and made effective by God, it is excuse me, dynamic and can have tremendous power. Now, this scripture is telling us, why do we need forgiveness? Because it will set us free. It will set us free, and when we go to God and we pray, it will give our, our power, or excuse me, it will give our prayers power. A lot of times people, they love to proclaim and say, well, you know, the prayers of the righteous develop much. The prayers of the righteous develop much. You know, you, you pray, you, it's the righteous that develop much. And people, they say and proclaim that. But the people, they, a lot of times they, they miss the first part of the scripture. It says that we must confess to one another. So you can say, oh, yeah, I'm going to scream the word. I'm going to yell the word. And my prayers, they're powerful. But you got to read the whole scripture 
and apply the whole scripture. It tells us we must confess our sins to one another. Amen. And if you go on and read, it also tells us that if we get healed and we'll get restored. I don't know about you, but I know for me, I want to always be healed and restored. So God, if it's anything in us, it's not like you. God, heal us and restore us and allow us to forgive. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so let's go ahead and read another scripture. Matthew 18, 21 through 22. I'm reading for the New Living Translation, and it reads, Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? Then God, he says, no, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. And I really like this scripture because sometimes a lot of us in our lives is like, okay, I've given you a chance. I gave you a chance. I forgave you. You forgave me, and I, I, I'm getting tired of forgiving. I'm, I'm just sick of it. You keep doing the same thing over and over. You know, said sorry 20 times. But the Word of God tells us, don't just forgive once or twice or three or seven. But God, he goes beyond the limits with the Scripture, and he says, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. So basically, God is showing Peter, like he's showing us, that I don't care how many times they hurt you, they harm you, keep on forgiving. we got to keep forgiving because, like I said, forgiveness will give you freedom. Forgiveness will keep you liberated. Forgiveness will keep you from holding up and blocking your blessings. So God is saying keep forgiving, keep forgiving, keep, keep forgiving. And just as we say we are followers of Christ, just like God forgave, I mean, they killed him. Of course, he rose. But they killed him, but God was able to forgive those people. And if God, if, if somebody could take somebody's life and still forgive them, the stuff they do to us, we can forgive them as well. Amen? So God, help us forgive. Somebody say, God, help me forgive. God, help me forgive. I want to be able to forgive. So God, help me forgive. Thank you, Jesus. We must forgive. Another scripture I want to briefly cover is Luke 17, 3-4, and I'm reading from the NLT. And it reads, So watch yourself. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day, each time turns again and asks for forgiveness, you must forgive. Again, we must forgive. I don't care if they, they did it seven times, 20 times. I don't care if they did it 20 years ago, if they did it five years ago, if they did it last night. God keeps, God, his word keeps telling us to keep forgiving. So God, why do you want us to keep on forgiving? They keep doing it. It keeps us free. It keeps our heart pure. So when we go to God in prayer, like we just read in the, the previous scriptures before, when we go to God in prayer, God, I confess my sins. God, I made it right with my brother, with my sister. God, I said it. God, I confess and God, I ask for forgiveness. God is saying then our prayers will have power because then we're praying from a, from a heart of not sorrow, but a heart of sincerity. Amen. Not a heart of sorrow with God. He did this and God, she did that. And God, I'm just so hurt. And we're praying from a, from a place of sorrow. But God is saying, clear your hearts. So when you come to me in prayer, your prayers will be able to avail and be righteous and, and be able to have fer be, and we'll be able to be fervent. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So we've got to have our hearts clean. I don't care how many times they hurt you. I don't care if it was years ago, if it was last night. God is saying we must forgive. Keep on forgiving. Somebody said that. Keep on forgiving. Keep on forgiving. Keep on forgiving. I must forgive because forgiveness is for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I really like this scripture. I just want to go on and continue. It tells us to watch yourself. Watch yourself. Sometimes we'll go about things and, and things will happen and she did this. And, and we can go around a lot of times not knowing we have a fence inside of us. Somebody looked at you the wrong way when you went inside the, the building and went inside the church. Oh, she's staring at me. Oh, who, who, who he looking at? What's, what's going on? So God's telling us, watch yourself. It's so easy to get offended. It's so easy to have something in your heart against somebody, just something innocent. But God is saying, watch yourself. So I don't know who this is for today, but God is saying, catch yourself, watch yourself, 
Don't walk around and have all these fences. God is saying, watch yourself. So catch it before it gets out of control. Because like I said in the previous lesson, it's kind of like when you have all that stuff balled up in a bottle, a soda bottle, and you're shaking it. You have all this soda, and you have all this hurt, all this pain, all this trauma, all this rejection, all this prideness, all this arrogance, and that bottle is shaking, shaking. And what happens when you have a bottle of soda and you shake it and you open it? It's going to spew out. And there's a lot of people, even preachers, they, they, they preach from a place of hurt. So when they get over the pulpit, their heart is not pure. They're offended from that person, from that person. So when they come on the pulpit, they're trying to teach the word of God. They're up there just bashing people, doing indirect stuff. And they're spewing their heart on the people of God. So just even pastors, anybody in any kind of position, God is saying, get yourself clean. Purify your heart. Purify your mind and let that stuff out. So when you get in front of people, when you get around people, you won't spew that hurt on them. Amen? You got to get clean. You got to get clean. And who can clean us? Jesus can. Because his word says he is faithful and just to forgive us, and he will wash us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus. Go to Jesus. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So we must forgive because, one, Jesus told us to. We must forgive. Why? Because it has set us free. We don't walk around like we said in the previous lessons. You don't walk around being bound and shackled up. How far do you think you're going to get in life if you're bound? How do you expect to, to touch this life and, and touch that life and minister to him and minister to her when you got all this stuff going on within? An old person used to always say, this lady from my mother's church, she used to always say, baby, you can't tend to somebody else's house till you tend to yours first. You got to tend to your house first and get yourself clean. Amen? Get yourself clean. So whenever you're clean and you're free, you think you help somebody else. So let's start with us. Let's start with us first. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. So forgiveness, we got to do it because God told us to. Forgiveness, it has set us free. And forgiveness, it will allow us to grow. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. One more question that I want to cover today in this lesson is, okay, so kind of hear you talking about forgiveness, what it is, why is it important? Okay, so how do you forgive? That's what we're going to cover now. How do you forgive? Let's go ahead and go to Galatians 5, 16 through 17. I'm reading from the NLT. And it reads, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives you desire that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Let's break the scripture down. Verse 16, it tells us the Holy Spirit is going to guide you. The Holy Spirit is going to lead us. The Holy Spirit is going to show us what to do in our lives. And you continue reading, it says the Holy Spirit, it will also, when you read it, it's going to convict you. The Holy Spirit will tell you when you're wrong. So if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you, when you're going around and you act in some kind of way, but you can't see yourself, the Holy Spirit will guide you and say, oh, oh Shekinah, Shekinah, you can't treat her like that. Shekinah, you can't, you can't treat him like that. Shekinah, that's not right. Shekinah, let that go because it's going to bound you. So let's thank God. Right now, so let's just thank God for his Holy Spirit. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, God, for convicting us when we, when we did wrong. We can't see ourselves. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to guide us because it can show us when we're wrong. It will convict us. So let the Holy Spirit live inside of you. So when you're walking around thinking you're all good, but you ain't, the Holy Spirit will guide you and it will lead you and will convict you and let you know that ain't right. You need to go make it right. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 17, briefly what this scripture is telling us, the flesh 
of yours, that flesh of mine, our flesh wants to stay bound. Our flesh wants to stay in the dark. Our flesh doesn't want to get that healing. Our flesh wants to stay doing the dirty stuff in the dark, doing the, the things that's not of God. Our flesh is constantly fighting with our spirit, man. But the word of God is telling us if we just stay in the spirit, the spirit of God will always win. The spirit of Jesus, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is always greater. So if we just stay in the spirit of God, it will outdo the flesh every single time. But the thing is, we have to be willing. Are you willing to walk in the spirit? Are you willing to walk in the spirit? And I want you to understand one thing. The more you spend time with something or a thing, you begin to learn that thing a little bit more. You become more like that person. Ask somebody who's been married for 20 years. The husband can, fi- can probably finish the sentence before his wife finishes finish the sentence. People that spend time together, you begin to learn that person. You know that person. Know what she likes to eat. Knows her appetite. Know what time she comes home from work. So you spend time with that person, you know him more. It's like the Holy Spirit's the same way. If we spend time with Jesus and his word and in prayer and, f- and fasting and worship and praise, we'll begin to learn God more. So God will be able to say, hey, Shekana, you need to get that right. That's not right. You offended her. He offended you. And the Holy Spirit can lead you and guide you and show you what to do. Because like we said, in this world, this world is very very temp- tempting. There's a lot of things in this world that you, that you want to crave until you want to fall into this trap and this trap, but the Holy Spirit is greater and it can lead you and it can guide you and it keep you on track and keep you focused. Amen? So let's follow the Spirit of God and not get into those, 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 those sinful dark things. And I want you to understand I'm, I'm bringing the scripture out because unforgiveness, bitterness, malice, holding, hud- holding grudges, that's sinful nature. And God does not want that. Amen. We got to forgive. Somebody say, I got to forgive. Thank you, Lord. Unforgiveness is wicked. So we got to forgive. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So let's go ahead and read another scripture. John eleven fourteen through 15. I'm reading for the NLT again. And it reads, get rid of your sins and leave all iniquity behind you. Verse 15. Then your face will be brightened with innocence. You will be strong and free of fear. Now, I don't know about y'all, but this scripture is clear as day. It's very clear as day. It tells us to get rid of all that sin. Get rid of all that iniquity. Leave it behind you. When something is behind you, it's no longer in your mind. When something is behind you, it's no longer before you. When something is behind you, it can't stop you from where you're going. So God is saying, leave all that stuff behind you. So I don't know who this is for today. This is for somebody. I just want to say this. This is Holy Spirit leading me. I don't know who this is for, but stop bringing it up. He said he was sorry. She said she was sorry. God is saying, leave it behind you. Stop bringing it up. They apologize. Y'all made it right. So when you get in an argument and you get all upset, don't hurt his feelings. Don't hurt her feelings and bring it up again. God is saying, leave it behind you. He says, leave it behind you. Because as long as you stay in the past, you're going to be living in the past. God is saying, leave that stuff behind you and keep walking forward. Amen. Somebody said, I got to leave it behind me. I got to leave it behind me. Leave it behind me. Amen. Get rid of all the sin. Again, unforgiveness, bitter, malice, all that dark stuff that you keep all up on the inside, that's a sin. God is saying, leave it behind you. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In verse 15, which I also love this part, it says, then your face will be brightened with innocence. You will be strong in fear. And excuse me. You'll be strong and free of fear. Thank you, Lord. So God is saying, once you put that stuff behind you, get rid of it then your face will be brightened with innocence. 
So you know, you know what I think about when I read this scripture? That frown you've been having on the inside, God is saying he'll turn that frown upside down. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He's going to turn that frown upside down. All the things that she did, that he did, what mama did, what daddy did, what uncle did, what they did in the dark, what she said, what, what, she, what he said, what they did, God is saying I'm going to turn that frown upside down. Just get rid of it and put it behind you, and I'll turn that frown upside down. Thank you, Jesus. And you will be. Not you, not you might be or a portion of you will be. It says you will be. My brother, my sister, my friend, you will be strong and free of fear. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. Lastly, before we close out, we have to come back to this scripture. Our theme scripture, Proverbs 4 and 23, read for the NLT, and it reads, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. We started with this scripture. We're going to end with this scripture. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Above all else, God is saying guard your heart. So here's watching today on this broadcast. I want you to understand that God's saying guard your heart. Watch your heart. Look at your heart. Look where you're going. Because your heart, another scripture tells us in the Bible that your heart can deceive you. You can think that he's the one, but he's not. You can think that she's the one, but he's not. Your heart can deceive you and have you going places that you shouldn't be going, doing things that you shouldn't be doing. So as it says, if, for it will determine the course of your life. If my heart is bound, it's going to lead me into bondage. If my heart has hurt and hatefulness, hatefulness in it, it's going to lead me down a road of hate. You're going to walk around and have an attitude with everybody. But if your heart is free, it will lead you down a road of freedom. If your heart is loving, your heart will lead you down a road of love. So all in all, I want you to understand, choose forgiveness. Forgiveness is for me. Say it one more time. Forgiveness is for me. I got to do it because Jesus said so, and I want to follow his word and be obedient. I got to do it because it'll keep me free, and I got to do it because it'll keep me growing. Amen. Forgiveness is for me. And again, like I keep saying, it may not be easy, but it's a process. With Jesus, you can. Amen. So lean to him, rely on him, go to him, and confess to him, God, I need you, and he will come down and save you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I got to let it go so that I can grow. All right. So that's all that I have for you. But before we close out, let's just go ahead and go to a word of prayer. Amen. Father God, we just thank you so much for who you are. God, we thank you for what you have done and what you are doing in our lives. Those that are watching, Lord God, on this broadcast, I just thank you, Lord God, for saving their souls. God, create them a clean heart. God, allow them, Lord God, to first be willing to want to go get help. And let them go to you, Lord God, for you are the doctor. You are the healer. You are the one that they need. You are the source of life. You are all that they need, and all that they need can be found in you. For you are Alpha. You are Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the first and the last. And God, your word also tells us that you come before all things. And and in you, all things are held together. So God, even before she was hurt, before he was hurt, before they came and attacked him, attacked her, and caused the harm, God, your word says that you came before it all. 
And your word also says, and in you, and in you, all things are held together. So God, right now in this moment, God, begin to hold their hearts together. God, begin to mend their hearts, mend their minds, God. Allow them to go back to you again, turn back to you again, run to you, Lord God. And God, allow the shackles on our lives to be broken right now in this moment. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, set us free for we want to be free. God, set us free for we desire to be free. God, set us free so we don't want to have these shackles on us anymore, God. So God, right now in this moment, we just thank you. We receive, your, we receive your forgiveness, God. God, forgive us and allow us to forgive. As your word says, God, just as you forgive us, allow us to forgive those. So God, allow us to forgive and God set us free. And God, right now, we just thank you that we are free. We proclaim and we accept and we agree that we are free. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And also, for those that are watching, I want to give you the opportunity to start your journey with Jesus. So if you would, just repeat after me. I believe this prayer will start that life for you. Father God, I admit that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe in your death, burial, and resurrection. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are Jesus. You are Lord and Savior. You are the great I am. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are everything that I need. So God, right now, I turn from my wicked ways. I turn from my dark ways. I turn from my course. And God, I want to go to the course that you have for me. For I know the plans that you have for me are great. The plans that you have for me are strong. The plans you have for me will lead me down a long, lasting, prosperous, abundant life. So God, right now in this moment, I surrender all. And I say yes to your will and yes to your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. So if you said that prayer, I believe that was the start of something new for you. All right, so that's all that we have for you today. If you missed out on lesson one, lesson two, lesson three, be sure to go back and watch them. Thank you. See you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.